It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Well, my goodness, you certainly are. Welcome back to Winchester Radio. Um, we were on a little hiatus there. Um, so good to hear the boys' introduction again. Uh, it's been a little over a year. In fact, it was an entire season. Uh, there was just a little too much real life going on and things we had to deal with, but um, those things have have finished and we're moving on and we're back to the podcast and we're happy to be here and we hope you're listening and will enjoy it. Uh, there are three podcast co-hosts. I'm Susan. Uh, Becky and Vinny are here as well. And, there are three of us, and there are three different locations that we are in. I cannot see what Becky and Vinny are doing, and they can't see me. So if there's ever a little pause or a break or you're sort of uh, wondering, it's because we – or we occasionally will all talk at the same time. It's because we can't see each other <laughs> and tell. So, but that's the joy of live uh, recording. So we're going to have fun. Um, we're going to talk about the first episode of – season 14 and I guess eventually if uh, um, we can take callers and see what people think or if they have questions and we'll mention the guest call in number then um, I think that's it we can start talking about the episode did I did I leave anything out Becky, Vinny? sounds good to me <laughs> no good okay Okay, well, the title was Stranger in a Strange Land, and that is very true on so many levels these days. Uh, it was written by Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Dabb, uh, who is also a showrunner and directed by longtime Supernatural director and actually longtime uh, television director, extremely talented Thomas Wright, uh, Thomas J. Wright. So... Um, where to be? Where to begin? Do you want to start at the beginning? Do you want to start with my favorite scene? <laughs> where should we go? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm trying to influence. Well, the beginning, but the beginning was one of my favorite parts, actually. So if you want to start there, that's great. Oh. Um, are you talking about the sort of the road so far in the ACDC? Yeah, is that is that what you were that, thinking? Or? That and the fact that it was. Sam was listening to ACDC. Yeah, that was a nice yeah, touch. That was very important. And driving the Impala, mm-hmm. which yeah. uh, supposedly was in dry dock, and we weren't going to see the Impala for half the first season, the first part of the season. <laughs> yeah. This is why I, every, this is why I that. always tell people, I always tell people who panic about 
Comic-Con spoilers. And excuse my, my voice, everybody. My, yeah, we're, we're sick. <clears throat> so I always tell people who panic over Comic-Con spoilers, don't listen to the spoilers because the spoilers are mm. meant to kind of give you an idea but also throw you off the scent. So, like, yeah. the whole marketing we had for this season opener. Yeah, this season opener was all like, ooh, Michael Dean, Michael Dean. And he, like, mm-hmm. Jensen did a great job, but he was hardly in the episode. This was not as the episode was marketed at all. So, mm-hmm. like, you have to kind of navigate that, I think. So, mm-hmm. I kind of, when, when that video came out about the Impala being dry docked, I was like, no, like, four other people already said that, that Jared said he's drying me. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I get I get the point of why. The point was to, like, intent for that to be a surprise for us. It's just, if you don't, mm-hmm. you have so many cooks in that kitchen that nothing's ever a mm-hmm. secret. Yeah, it's true. But, but I didn't expect like, it to be the opening you know, scene, so, but I did expect to see it. Yeah. We're so like our our group, our the, the the core fandom is so well informed. If you choose to be, if you don't want any spoilers, you can you know walk walk away, stay off social media. But we're so well informed that well, of course Sam's going to drive the Impala or whatever. But I would guess the the general watching supernatural fans probably were very surprised which is fine that's a that's a good thing and it uh and it's not just like you said it's not just sam driving the impala it's it's sam driving the impala because he's looking for dean dean's not driving it dean is gone uh sam's listening to music he's usually kind of muttering about probably and complaining it's acdc because it's not really his thing he's used to it because you know driver picks the music um and as uh, um one pointed out on twitter today uh there was no shotgun which was very sad there was nobody riding shotgun in the impala and it was just it was just a great scene it was sam listening to dean's music driving dean's car and it's it's not just that it's Sam's. It's hard for him because that's his brother's car and his brother's music. But it's also home. That's where he feels mm-hmm. close to Dean, and the music made him feel better. So that was that was just great. But I thought it was a nice touch that he was had the music on, but then that flick to turn it off where it got too much was really well played. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yes. Yep. I I loved everything like a, about it. Now I have a I have a question for you because I had a discussion, I need a nice discussion on, on whoops on Twitter today because I talked about him turning it off and um, um, the radio and I said well it could have been one of Dean's tapes cassette tapes and I said you don't you can't turn off a cassette tape like that turn because one it'll break the tape <laughs> and Usually, if you're going to turn off a tape, you punch a button. You don't turn. So we kind of went back and forth about that, and it could have been either way. I mean, if you want to just shut it off, you could. But he could. I feel like he was down listening the to the radio. Well, Sorry. for me, it wasn't weird because my very first car, which was a, uh, the Ford, 
<clears throat> to turn off the radio completely, if you turned the the volume knob, it clicked and it turned the radio off completely. Mhm. No, it was when and it was, was a cassette, cassette tape or radio. And it was a cassette. Yeah, but it was well, a, and it was okay. a cassette deck. So maybe it was an old car. Well, it wasn't an old car. It was an <laughs> it was old. It was a '96. <laughs> but um, okay, it had a cassette. <laughs> it, it, it had a cassette deck still. It didn't have a CD player. My first car was deck. a '72. <laughs> okay. My well, first for me, I, I mean, it was a '96 <laughs> that I got in 2000. So okay. it felt old for <laughs> me. It might have been a '94. Well, irrelevant. Um, but that things, is how it controls. Things. It, it controlled that way. Well, That's how you turned so everything on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my car was, I mean, it was a 72, but I got it in like 82. It was a 72 Mustang Mach 1 Fastback. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. boy. Yep. Mine was a car. Ford Contour. Had it. Yeah, no, mine was I a Ford no... Contour that we got it. We got it auction. It was like a police impound car. <laughs> I have nothing to say in this hey. because I don't drive, so I've never had a car. So That's true. <laughs> I don't drive anymore, and I have two cars. <laughs> but I drive a lot. But yeah, so different, I'll, I'll different mechanisms, yeah, different my, mechanisms, but that is how yeah. my car, that is how my radio, my, my cassette deck, mine, would, if you turned it and you turned it off while the cassette was playing, it would also eject the cassette. So it, that's how it controlled. But I didn't even notice it yeah. was off about that. That was just nor- uh, that was how I spent many years controlling my music. <laughs> I actually yeah, remember eight tracks. I mean, I was young, you know, but I remember my my parents' cars having eight track tapes there. Oh, no, my rock. So that's, that's way back when. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I say a cassette. It actually like had mine had buttons, but this one could have had the dial or it could have been. No, mine had buttons too, you know, but like he, if you wanted to just like, if you was like, if I just wanted to be like, nope, I could just flick it all the way off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. it's not good for the tape. To me, it wasn't weird. Yeah. It's not good for the tape. It could have gone either way with Sam. He could have been listening Although, to the radio. Yeah. He's a DC could have come say, on. What if it was, what if he just happened to catch the radio in that area and it was playing ACC and he let mm-hmm. it play for a little bit till it got to be right. too much. I kind of like that better. Right. I'm going to go with that. That's my mm-hmm. That's a good theory. No I like that theory. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not letting go of that one. That one's, I'm keeping that one. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's good. Out, that that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. I, I, I think no matter how it was, it was, it was Sam, like you said, he just would, however he was listening, it, it, he listens, got to be too much, and then up, I'm done. Can't do it anymore. So, yeah. What I thought was interesting is we rarely see um, episodes that open where you see either, I don't want to say either brother because that's not, that's not correct right now, either uh, Jared or Jensen, the actors, as before the title card. So they're very right. rarely mm-hmm. part of the, the opening scene. Uh, victim of the week. So getting them, yeah. yeah, so getting mm-hmm. them both before the title card was interesting because it's the, one of the few mm-hmm. times we see that, but they couldn't be more separate from me, like, mm-hmm. like Dean, Dean's not even in existence cu- currently. He's locked away mm-hmm. inside his own head. And so that was kind of interesting. Speaking of which I do, um, I have to give Jensen so much credit on his Arabic. My, uh, yeah. I'm very impressed. I grew, I grew up around, um, 
a bit of uh, like my uncle Syrian and my uh, cousin's half Lebanese. So I grew up around a smattering of Arabic being spoken by like first generation Arabs. So like mm-hmm. off to Jensen, cause he did really, really well with that. I know he was like concerned about that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like, uh, and, and there was no, and it wasn't just a couple of words. There, and his acting this whole episode you did not see Dean Winchester one single time. It was all mm. Michael. He he was fantastic. Yes. His voice was different. His expressions were different. What there were of them, because his voice was very modulated. It was slightly lighter than Dean, you know, because Dean growls and his emotions dictate his voice and his tone, and they go up and down and back and forth, and he growls. And sometimes his voice goes up if he's upset, it cracks if he's really upset. But this voice was very steady, very smooth, very modulated, very emotionless. And I also noticed he blinked, but not that much. Like his expression was sort of yeah. very set. I actually commented on that when I was watching it live on Thursday night. The first scene uh, where he's sitting in that chair and talking to, I think the man's name was Jamil, uh, when he's talking to him, mm-hmm. um, he didn't blink. <laughs> the first, mm-hmm. you know, the first little bit, he did not blink. And I turned to Russ and said, this is very odd. I mean, he doesn't blink. And I was, I was wondering if that, you know, is a choice that Jensen made or Jensen's eyes just didn't need mm-hmm. to be refreshed at that time, you know. But, <laughs> I mean, his, his his not blinking was very disconcerting. I mean, it it made you feel really uncomfortable. It was awesome. Well, and there's, a, there's a moment slightly after that, like once he stands up, that his eyes flit around a lot, and that was interesting too. It was yeah, very, like, I, yeah. a lot of looking around, mm-hmm. and it wasn't in a, like, it wasn't in a, I don't know where to lay my eyes kind of way. It was, like I say, like flitting around. Like it was, it was interesting. He, I, I think he made some very, very clear choices with how he played Michael. And it's very reminiscent of the way we're, we were introduced to the angels in season four. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. very reminiscent. And I think Christian did the same thing. Very reminiscent of how we had... Uh, I just the way Kurt Fuller played Zachariah, the way multiple actors played uh, Raphael, the way Jared played Lucifer and Gadriel, that that regal quality, mm-hmm. that yeah, uh, you yeah, know that that menacing I, I that menacing agree. aloofness that mm-hmm. I think we and we miss out a lot on the yeah. on the angels lately because we've gotten so stuck in that corporate drone. Uh, way mm-hmm. of doing the angels for the past so long, mm-hmm. so very long that it's been eight know, four it years. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was nice. it was nice to see a throwback to the angels that we met originally that were mm-hmm. a threat versus an annoyance. Yeah. And you were you actually could be afraid of them, and they were arrogant and very very self-assured like you know we're angels we're archangels i mean that they didn't say that but that was their attitude just like 
of course mm-hmm. you'll do what I want, and of course I know best. And it's interesting you say that because I guess we'll talk about him later, but the, but the kind of the head demon, Kip, Kipling, I, I made in my notes that for a change he was interesting and different and yes. scary. And a lot of demons that we meet, we've met, same as the angels, they're sort of doofy hell drones that are just dumb <laughs> and, and not scary. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. It was Great. good. I had that in my notes as well. So I guess we can elaborate on that later mm-hmm. when it's more, but yes, remi- uh, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a reminder because I did want to discuss that. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. I also like mm-hmm. the very... Um, I like the idea of Michael being like, nope, you're lying, and I'm not going to mess around with this. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not here to negotiate. I'm not here to, to placate or anything. Like, nope, you're lying, and I'm not dealing with you. You had your chance to be honest, yeah. and I like that. I like that. If you're mm-hmm. gonna, I feel like if you're going to deal with religion in a TV show, especially like this, I think that's the way to do it because maybe that's my, my Catholic upbringing talking, but that's how I was raised. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually, which is why when the angels were initially uh, brought to the show, I liked that they were scary because, again, as a Catholic, I was raised to fear, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. like, you know, I was raised with the scary the scary stained glass of Michael and Lucifer in battle in every church and the mm. mass in either Spanish or Latin just being really aggressively put towards me. But I actually, like, I, I, that's what I'm, I'm used to. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I like the, I like that they went that route with the character where he's just, Mm-hmm. He's not. Yeah. He doesn't care what you are in terms of your biology or your mm-hmm. species. He cares more about what you what you want out of your existence. And it's funny because he says, "What do you want?" But he already knows what you want. Yes, because he knows if you're lying. He wants to so. see if you'll lie about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is which is very is which is. I like that they did that in terms of like they first show you a human, but then they show you um, Joe the angel. I yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to say her angel name, and I can't think of it. I Joe. constantly blank on it, and I don't like calling her Joe because Joe is alone at all. I know. Character. So confuses me. I know. It, it, like when, there when there were, Joe at the end. Like, why did they call her sister Joe? But but you know what? You probably have friends with the same name. I mean, I have more than one friend named Mary. Uh, or do you, or you do not? <laughs> at, the end when Sam, at the end when Sam got the phone call and said, Joe, I was like, what? She's dead. No, what? like, and, and I knew, <laughs> I knew because, of, well, for one, I'm I, my airing is hours behind East Coast. So I was already spoiled that it was her on the phone, but it was still jarring to hear it in his voice. Yeah, because we spent it is weird. Entire, like we spent multiple episodes of him calling a different character Joe, and I get what you're saying mm-hmm. that like yes, in theory, like I'm not the only Vanessa, mm-hmm. I'm not even the only Vinny in existence, but you're not. I'm not used to that on a TV show. 
TV show, they're usually very mm-hmm. careful to not do things yeah. like that. And I don't know why I have why to call her Sister Joe. I have to call her Sister Joe because, I, it's, like you That's said, it's a, Joe's not Joe. I call her Sister Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Anael is her angel name. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. I say I said sister name. Anyway, um, no, you yeah, said it right. I, I was just repeating. Oh, I <laughs> I liked it again. Like like you said, like she was trying to be glib because she's trying to be protective of herself, and he was like, "No, what you want is a very human thing, and I don't like it." So mm-hmm. it makes you wonder what he would have done had she been honest, even because he didn't like what she wants, but had she be on, had been honest, would he have mm-hmm. felt differently? I mean, we're not going to know because mm-hmm. it's never going to come up. But, um, yeah. I am hesitant to say this, because it's not, it's something I really always wanted, and now that we have it, I don't like it. Um, man, do I not care okay. about the, the AU people. I don't care about all you people that came from the AU. <laughs> Mildred, Monica, whatever your name is, I'm never going to retain who you are. I didn't even realize you were the same person from last season. When you died last season, I didn't really realize you were the same person from, like, the other time we had seen you. I you're just not a memorable character. It's nothing against the actress. It's the character is not memorable. I was literally like, Maggie, who's Maggie? Even though, like, yeah. when, the, when the finale aired last season, I spent hours making fun of that. So you would think that I would remember the fact that I at least made fun of Maggie being not memorable, and there I was going, who are you again? And but you know what? But you know what? I, I actually ended up I will, her in this episode. I, uh, I always have a big issue in any show um, when someone's just automatically really good at something. I don't, but I don't and think she I is. Guess I mean, yeah, she stabbed someone. I mean, it was but, like, but, she, but, but Sam's uh, like, can you, you, of course, can hack the security cameras. And she's like, uh, no. And then no, she's but then the minute they give her, the minute they give her an angel blade, she's like, <laughs> um, the pointy side, and then saves Mary's life. And I'm like, mm, I guess. And maybe because well, I was I, weaned, I was weaned on Joss Whedon, where like, time. no, every, like, you really kind of, like, it was a lot of, wow, you really almost just got yourself killed. Please stay home. And yeah. well, on the though. other hand, there's Jack who can't, who can't take care of himself worth anything. So maybe he'll balance her out because now he can't do anything. So at least that was realistic. Will, you know, he can't. I will accept all of these new people from the alternate universe. You're just glad means... you have Bobby back, but yeah. he's not Bobby, yeah. and that Bobby yep. is to no end. It doesn't bother It's not me Bobby. Enough. I'm very glad. Right, right. I'm very Let glad to see Jim Beaver. <laughs> yeah, okay. Jim Beaver, I'm so glad that he's back on this show playing a character named Bobby. <laughs> you know, he's not original Bobby. He's not the OG Bobby. But, you know, which I miss him, and I don't want them to do any disrespect. I'm afraid that they'll – the one thing I am afraid they'll do is they will start treating him like OG Bobby. And I feel like they about, already are. I feel like they're already like writing him just like as if Bobby never passed away. Now, I'm talking and, about the character – well, which is the writing, but um, 
I, you know what? I don't care though. <laughs> I know you don't care, I and I totally, I'm I totally not going to take that away from you. I'm not even going to tell. That's why I prefaced it with, "I know you're just happy to see Jim Beaver." Yeah, I get that. And he's so good. My issue, and my he, he issue is not different. Bobby. Yeah, my issue is not Bobby. My issue is not Jim Beaver. My issue is the writing from season twelve of this AU version of Bobby is not. This Bobby we're getting now, the Bobby we're getting oh, no, now is the Bobby agree. we got from season two to seven. Yes, I who doesn't exist that. anymore? And that was my that was my worry about having all like the AU people, and that's my worry about like the inevitability of like Charlie that they're just going to rewrite mm. the Charlie we know because, and it's the same thing that happened with with, and I think it's just this thing where like maybe we just pay attention more than the writers do, like. I want to say that I get that, but then I don't because if we can pay this much attention and we're not getting paid to pay attention, I don't feel like there's an excuse when it's your livelihood. But it's the same thing mm-hmm. that I had an issue with with Lucifer that when they brought Lucifer back, they were writing him less like season four and five and more like season seven, except season seven, Lucifer didn't exist. He only lived in Sam's head. So you're oh, writing for I you're writing. With, I completely and one hundred percent agree I with you. I feel on like it. they. I feel like they forgot. I think. I feel like they forgot that 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 detail of it. And that's the same thing I feel like they're doing with Bobby. Is they're forgetting that detail of this is not the this is not the Bobby mm-hmm. that raised the boys. This is and not. He I can't be. He normally, can't be the same Bobby because that Bobby raised that. that Bobby had two nephews essentially. And this Bobby didn't. See, I you know normally I would be right on top of that. I'd be like, nope, they're for, you know the writers are, they're making a mistake. You know, I'd be. Uh, but with Bobby, I don't care. <laughs> you know, I know, like, and I, I get I, that. I, and I, that's I, what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, my my issue is an objective yep. issue because I'm not going to sit there and say like. Well, I don't want to see Jim Beaver because I, that's not how I feel. My feeling is more of a, I wish it's, it's things like, okay. And it's part of this episode as well. How do you have Castiel in a bar full of demons and him not see it when the first time he met Meg, his whole point was, ah, her face. Yeah, yeah and then the like amazing appearing and disappearing angel powers of Cass because sometimes he's got powers, yeah. sometimes he doesn't, sometimes he can do this, sometimes he can't do that. I have the same thing in my notes. As how could he not know that he was in a bar full of demons? It would have been fine. Exactly. He like knew, he should have walked in and he should have walked. Like I, I said, the very first say- moment he sees Meg and sees it, when he first meets Meg, his, yeah. or no, not even Meg, it's uh, Ruby. It's even before Meg. It's with Ruby that he does it, and then later with Meg. When he sees Ruby, he's like, "Oh God, her face." There is mm-hmm. a whole lot of things in here that I that I find errors with that I want to mention and discuss. But when it comes to Bobby, I that's the one thing I give him a full pass on because I, knew I just love I love him and I love that's Jim okay. Beaver so much. And they are changing him up a bit. This Bobby dresses nicer. 
<laughs> than our original Bobby. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. So does that mean I'm not I'm not taking that I'm not even taking that into consideration as anybody thought about it <laughs> because I've I just started I just started a rewatch. And the absolute difference between the way both Sam and Dean are dressed in season in, in the pilot versus how they dress casually now, where it's super tailored and all brand new and shiny and and ironed and everything fits correctly. And no, no. So I'm not even yeah. going to give them a pass on that, that it was conscious. I think it's just like, oh, well, we just won't put that him in a black what, shirt. <laughs> it, it, as good as the guys look in the good clothes, I do I miss the it. days of like when they were wearing the hand-me-down suits, you know, with the mismatching mm-hmm. ties and the mismatching shirts. and Because that's guys who live in a car and have no job. Well, not only mm-hmm. that, not and, only that, and duffel bags. The, but they did have the Eilers prison uniforms, which was interesting <laughs> because that was early on, and, and the prison orange was like really fit, you know, Jared and Jensen really well to show off arms and muscles and everything. And all the other prisoners are like baggy orange. It's like, well, here this size is close enough, you know. And but no, <laughs> it, dri- it drives me actually. actually drives me bananas how well dressed they are and how like clearly designer they are now. It it is such an aggravation for me. Not only because <laughs> they live in a car, but like you're you're playing federal agents and you're wearing like the equivalent, like you're wearing Armani. I need you to not do that. Okay, they were not the first because David. No, David I, I hate it when any show does it. I hate it when any show does it. Started out wearing Authorac suits. The, the David, not not Mulder, David. And of course, as the show started to catch on, succeed, they started dressing David in beautifully tailored. Uh, uh, suits that were so far beyond the budget of an FBI agent, it was ridiculous. So, not to go off tangent, TV land. Not to go off tangent from one show to the other. But wasn't Mulder supposed to have money though? He got it because his his, like mom and dad had money, and they. So I was always, I was thinking Mulder had money. He just never really spent it. I. I, you know, I, I don't I, know. Because and maybe I've read too much X-Files fan fiction. I don't know. Well, hey, Becky, let's ask him in a couple of weeks. That'll be fun. Hey, yes. <laughs> hey, are you going? Uh, are you going? Yeah. That's what I told you. You're I'm going, Well, I have a ticket. <laughs> yes, Yay! I will be there. <laughs> For those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a convention in Florida in a couple of weeks that David Duchovny and um, Jillian Anderson and a bunch of other X-Files people are going to be at. And so, and Susan and I haven't seen each other in years, so we'll get to see each other. Mm. <laughs> Plus there's <laughs> other people. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I can't believe okay. it's only two weeks. <laughs> I know. Okay, that's supernatural. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, but no, like I was saying, I don't like when any show does it, so it's not it's not specific to supernatural that it irritates me. It irritates me with any show that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I get, pretty I much get, they all I do the only get time... irritated with... Go ahead. I, I just, it's, 
No, it's just and, and for me, it, it is more irritating to me when it's a when it's a shift. So if you have mm-hmm. something where, and I get it, you get more budget the more like if you get picked up, you get a, mm-hmm. you know a budget increase. Right. I get why it happens. I just think it's you know not mm-hmm. not. The, you know, and I get that you know wardrobe wants mm-hmm. to wants their actors to look their best, and you want and people who work in mm-hmm. wardrobe want to play with specific fabrics and things like that. I I totally get it, and as someone who really likes clothes mm-hmm. in real life, I get it. But um, mm-hmm. I still don't like like I don't I and I it is one of those things where like being again being removed from fandom like because I'm not removed from fandom, I know why Michael is dressed the way he's dressed. It's because Jensen wanted to. But as in a viewer who didn't know that, I would be, I feel like I'd be sitting there going, why are you, why are you dressed like that? You didn't dress like that. The AU, I'm really confused. Why, why are, why are we Peaky Blinders? I get it. It's because Jensen likes Peaky Blinders. I get that because fandom. But if I was not Mm -hmm. a fandom viewer, I'd be like this, this, is weird because it's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I want to ask Michael, where did you find these clothes? You know, where? How? how you know, like, where did, did you go well, to a vintage shop? That so meanwhile, meanwhile, Castiel <laughs> has been wearing Jimmy's last remaining clothes forever, even when he had to replace them. They're still the same clothes, same style. Yeah. Yeah. So um, well, like, Michael. Well, we figure Michael's an archangel. He's he's again. He's he's arrogant. Um. So and I and I know like you as well. Uh, Jensen wanted those clothes because he likes Piggy. Now I've never seen that show. So if I hadn't heard that, I'd be like, well, that's a sort of interesting outfit. And you know, I occasionally I look at him and think Newsies and not Peaky Blinders, which is like the other end <laughs> of the spectrum for that hat and outfit completely. But I, I mean, he looks a, he looks so handsome in them. I'm, yeah, you know, I can't complain too much. He looks so handsome, and you know, there's some actors just they're born to wear period clothing, and he's he's one of them, I think, and Jared as well. But I don't think to quite the extent as Jensen. But yeah, they I, can I, do. I, I for me, yeah. they both do uh, period very differently. Like Jensen can do. Um, 20th century period very well, where I feel like, yeah, yeah, just like, I think just general, but where I feel like Jared lends better to uh, 19th century and maybe even prior. Oh, yeah. Very Uh, Maybe it's the hair. It might be their hair. Yeah, it's probably their hair. It it might be their hair. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like Jensen's hair is so so 20th century modern. And yeah. Yeah. But... um, Going back to, actually, yeah, because you mentioned arrogance and cast, so let's go back to cast. Um, because I don't <laughs> think there's a character. I don't think Michael there's a character that's but more yeah, consistently Michael. arrogant than Castiel anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, okay. Yes, uh, this is a I did write, I why is he still in the same coat? <laughs> I, I well, actually wrote that down because okay. we were talking about clothes, and I said, why why does Castiel have the same coat? It's it's why doesn't he ever change coats? Why doesn't he change outfits? You know? It's like okay, you know, you can shop everywhere and things and again he's been there forever, so you'd think at this point I mean, I know he's worn other clothes when he was human or, or worked at the convenience store or whatever, but you you I don't know. I just 
don't know. Uh, I guess. I, ha- I, ha- okay. I have an answer for that, but I want to hear what Becky was going to say. This is not on the clothes <laughs> part. No, I figured not. About... That's, why I wanted, I, that's why I wanted okay. to know because I know you were getting away from the clothes. Okay. He's sitting there with this new Kip guy, and he's before he knows that the bar is full of demons, and he says that he could be threatened, Kip, with burning him to ash. Uh-huh. Yeah. He never does anything like that. That's why I wanted to hear what you were saying because I knew you were going to say That's that. That's why we keep talking about those powers. They're like a disappearing and, and appearing powers. He says, yeah, no, it's he not. No, but see, that's not disappearing and reappearing powers. That is from one line he to the next. He said he could do it. He, he didn't say there was a time when I could. He said, I can do it right now. That was present tense. That mm-hmm. was not, there was a time when I could burn you to cinders. That was, yep. watch your step or I'll do it. And then exactly, there was a time when, does nothing. when Castiel, there was a time when Castiel would have been able to take out that whole room of, of demons. And granted, I mm. know that they specifically did hobble his powers because that became a problem. So, right. okay, fine. I'll easy. give you that. I'll give you that. But then we had human cast who more or less held his own on a one-on-one fight with, with supernatural beings. And we mm-hmm. had this Castiel who has, let's say he's at 75% angel power. Let's just say, because I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who even knows anymore? Nobody knows know. anymore. Uh, he didn't even heal himself. Come on. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Let's, let's, eh. I, again. <laughs> I and see. not only did he not heal himself, Sam was able to take a shower apparently, because he was cleaned up, changed clothes. He was wearing a different shirt. Yet Castiel's hair looked like it had never been brushed in his life, and his face okay. was all covered with blood, and his clothes so, were all bloody. And So the thing that I was going to bite my tongue about, I'm not going to bite my tongue about, because, Jack. yeah, yeah, if you're going to make fun of that, then uh, the thing I was going to bite my tongue about, I'm not going to. It is this thing I feel like production in general has decided that the audience is not smart enough to feel like cast can be cast if cast changes clothes then he's just not cast yeah. anymore and they did it with crowley too crowley right. wore the black suit the whole time the thing is is a black suit is very ambiguous and it's very you can have lots of black uh, suits. a lot of black right suits, black suits, different cuts different texture, different material, you know, uh, whatever. But, but, you know, your trench coat is a trench coat is a trench coat, a beige trench coat. And I mean, no, it's not. because you know? it, it, and, it's, and it's not because here's the thing, too. That trench coat is not the original trench coat, and, you, can, you know, there are differences. No. Or if you take into consideration, like, the, the trench coat that he wears for the photo ops with creation, that's a different trench coat as well. And the trench coat they had him wear – Again, we're going to go they to the aren't same different. Thing. They are, but they aren't. No, I know what you're saying. But I'm going to go with this. But, I'm going to go to the same it, thing. I'm going to go to the same thing. We have the TV Guide cover where Jared and Jensen are not not only in plain mm. clothes; they're literally in their own clothes. Like though, that's 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 from Jensen's right. closet. That's from Jared's closet. And then you have Misha dressed as Cass, and it does feel like you don't have the faith of the character or the audience or the actor that people can, like, 
make the connection unless you put a trench coat on him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's, mm-hmm. it's borderline insulting to it's borderline insulting to all three: the character, the actor, and the audience. Actually, it's not borderline; it's insulting to all three. It is. And you know what you have in season it nine with the, I can't, I can't believe I'm talking this much about Castiel. What is happening? Anyway. Um, I just want to know why you didn't outfit. take a shower and clean up. Where <laughs> what? Sam did. Maybe Sam took up all the hot water. I don't know. I well, I, or everyone else did because there's like five billion yeah, people Bobby, in the bunker. And I have in my notes in big letters. Why is the bunker a hotel now? It's like everybody, <laughs> everybody moved in there. That, everyone. That <laughs> is actually my issue when I say when I say like I don't care about these AU people. Go away. I think that is the crux of my issue is, but it's been my issue for a while is I just super duper 100% hate the bunker so much. Like Batman would never like you can come into the, sometimes you can come into the bat cave. Like we can have a meeting. We can have a meeting, mm-hmm. but you are not setting up shop in the bat cave. Get out. Yeah, and they, they having all these people milling everywhere. around the bunker. It's hotel. It's a yeah. And, hotel. And, and part of me is, the part of me who loves Sam Winchester loves the the idea of all these people deferring to him and calling him chief yes. and sir. That's the part of me that is like finally the part of me that and is they're finally trying like, to be useful. Yes, Sam they're cooking, they're making yes. weapons and bullets. Okay, but they're in the but this is not your home. Bunker. Get out! But yeah, where well, are and they that's going my thing. Somewhere else. They <laughs> don't know. They're kind of like, from an entirely. They they're from an entirely different world. Where are they going to go? They have to. They. I mean, they're going to be here And my problem is, my find problem them is, somewhere. My problem is less that they're there, and the very homeliness of it. Of like, I mean, first of all, who says soups on and really made soup? When did that become a thing? <laughs> soups on just means food. <laughs> like nobody uses it for literal soup anymore. That's not the way the saying has evolved, but. Okay, yes, we're going to feed a bunch of hunters who really need energy some soup. Okay, sure. Why not? But I digress. What's in the soup, but okay. (laughs) He didn't say stew. He said soup. It's soup. Stew is stew. No. But it is is that very much of you guys have made yourself very, very at home in three weeks. And I can't... It, it is see, the same. I totally get fish and, fish and house have, guests both stink after three days. I'm fine with them being there because, like I said, where are they going to go? It's all of the bad guys who suddenly can get in there all the time. That really okay, but you say oh, where are they yeah. going to go? But Charlie's gone. You say she where are they going to go? But Charlie, yes, she did. She She's off with Rowena. Yes, she did. She's off with Rowena. Oh. Okay. Well, I There's don't plenty of places they could go. <laughs> what bugs me about the bunker is that, like I said, everybody everybody can get in, including the bad guys, and also you. Everybody enters from above, and anybody down below, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You don't even have to yeah. come down the stairs. You just stand up there and shoot everybody down below and walk out the door again. And 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 it. And it is a thing that, again, I get it from a production level. I get having a steady Mm -hmm. set like that saves time and money. I get it. That's cool looking, but... But I do think that it is a very big 
reason why the show is not like doesn't always feel right. And and for anybody who wants to get mad at me for that, let me tell you something. I have both told Jared and Jensen to their faces that I don't like the bunker. So like I don't really care who likes the bunker or who doesn't. They like the bunker. They like having a steady set. They don't see a problem. Good for them. I don't like it. People can have different opinions about things. I hate the bunker. Burn it to the what? ground. People are allowed to have different um, If it was just yeah, go figure. set up more sensibly <laughs> or, or they kept it secret or they kept it, it would make more it would make more sense, you know, if they handled it differently or how it was meant to be. It the very the word bunker is meant to be a, a protected space in a war. And it's well when it was not. introduced it's to us, a bungalow. it was it was supposed to be warded and people weren't huh? supposed to be able to get in. It was supposed to be right. warded. People had to have that get, get in. warded, and there's a special key. And now, I'd say every Tom, Dick, and Harry can walk in the door. So yeah, it's it's. Um, and and again, I mean, it is that problem of whatever. it is that problem of writing something that sounds really cool in the moment, and then, okay, it sounds really cool in the moment to say like, ooh, this is a badass bunker that nobody can get in, and you need a special key, and we're warded against everything supernatural um, and it's going to, you know, whoops. but then like, okay, you need to have this scene where Cass is in the scene. So you have to let an angel in. You need to have this scene mm. where Crowley is in the scene. So you have to let a demon in and you can't mm. constantly and a, explain why they this specific. God, they had Lucifer. Right. You can't they constantly explain why. And I, okay, fine. You want to give me God. I'll give you God. God can get in anywhere. I'll give you that. But like Lucifer is technically just an angel. And then you have Michael coming from another world and the season finale, like just basically floating down from above into the bunker. Like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here for it. Burn the bunker. Um, but like I said, it is that thing where I just feel like because you have it, it, and it's not just this show and it's not just the bunker. And I think I've said it before where it, 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 they had to do it with Buffy also. Like you had to, you had to blow up the school. You have, spoilers if you've never seen Buffy. They blow up the school. Uh, the magic box. Yep. Then you, yeah, you have to get rid of you have to get rid of Giles' mm. place because it just becomes very claustrophobic. It becomes, you know, again with with Buffy, it was well. That's why okay, they burned That's Bobby great. House. You have this because yeah, it got right. too comfortable. You know, all the lore was there, all the books were there. It was Bobby. Well, they they burned it down, which we hated to see to happen to Bobby, but it made sense. You know, you had to get rid of that that comfort zone. It was getting a little too comfortable so anyway i do i do i want to mention i want to change the subject as soon as your ends are ready to because i have something i want to talk about oh yeah go ahead change it because if not i'll I'll go on about how much i hate the bunker for hours (laughs) feel free to change it at any time (laughs) How, how angry do you think the show people were that they spoiled mark pellegrino's return in the commercial oh, break. Uh, I don't think oh, there was I don't think God. they were angry at all because they spoiled oh, it at Comic Con. What? Well, they They spoiled it at Comic Con. That Mark Pellegrino was back as Nick. Not that they he was really? back as show. Nick, but that he was back. That he was back in the first episode. They spoiled it. Oh I think I, I think I the didn't trick was Nick, not not not, not Mark well, see, the fact that to me, well, to what they me, did was they specifically said they specifically said that Mark was back and not as Lucifer. 
Now, you can take that a couple ways. I had I had a theory, like a little pet theory, that I was like, ooh, maybe they were going to – because, again, it comes down to being in fandom and knowing too much that, like, okay, well, obviously right, both, Mar- Mark, both Mark and Alex signed minimum two-year contracts. That's standard. So, What I was going to you... say, though, all, not everybody who watches the show watches right. Comic-Con stuff. But everybody watches the show. Did they During um, – during the commercials, right before, you know, there was a commercial break. Oh, it was because the, the show was yeah. um, by the Halloween movie. They show yeah. Sam walking in and Mark Pellegrino sitting there. And it's before the scene happened. And the show worked really hard to keep his, um, you I know, don't to feel let like everybody did. know. Because his name was not in the opening credits. His name was at the end credits. And I know, don't feel like they actually worked that hard because they like wait, literally multiple but, people said at Comic Con that like Lucifer was dead, but you know they. I didn't know that, uh, and I I, yeah. I didn't I don't remember that, and I helped run the website, so I, just, I, I don't remember that either. Also, again, it's like how how many people paid that much attention to detail and well, at Comic Con. I know a lot of I also feel like I also feel like anybody just annoying. To have it spoiled too early, I'd, I'd be pissed. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, uh, PR departments work like in a vacuum compared to like their own shows, and right? People and where they do stuff like that all the time. It's very annoying. So I'm I was sure going to say that, but I will also really say dumb. that as someone like me who watched on the app, I I, I didn't know. It didn't it did, like it didn't spoil it for me aside from the fact that I was well, spoiled from interviews. But watching the show. I wasn't spoiled by the show but, itself. Uh, so Okay, so I if think, you watched it I live think... Thursday night with the commercials, then you saw it. And the show worked so hard, I think, in hiding him because, one, you yeah. know, when but, Sam comes into okay, the room, wait. it's total black, so you can't see his face. And like I said, they put his name in the end credits, not at the wait, beginning Wait, I'm confused, credit. though. So explain to and me. And he's I not mentioned by name. Mary doesn't say no, his wait, name. Sam wait, doesn't wait, say Wait, wait, wait. I have an actual question. Okay. <laughs> what? Who did it get commercials? I'm confused yes, by you guys saying the back that they spoiled up. it. <laughs> yes. I'm confused by okay, you guys so saying you they spoiled happened. it. Wait. You hadn't heard it about it. About how they I hadn't heard it. about okay. what? About how they spoiled it. No, oh, my God. No. Let me ask my question. Okay. I don't understand okay, okay. how it's spoiled for an episode. Like, it's not like they spoiled it ahead of time. They did. He's in the episode. They did. We hadn't seen they him did. yet. They did. We have not seen him yet. We, no, we had no idea. I'm confused. Okay, one at a time. What at a time. We had no idea that Mark Pellegrino was in this episode. It just, you know... It went to, I think, maybe no, no. the first My question is, at what point did it get spoiled? That's what I'm trying to tell you. I still don't <laughs> okay. understand. So, How can you spoil think, somebody's appearance in an app by showing them in the episode? I don't understand. No, they, they, did, the episode. they showed them in the commercial. It was they a commercial. commercial. Okay, can, For the movie Halloween. But you did not because they're doing it very well. They're doing a commercial. It's starting off the commercial. 
can I can I finish? <laughs> the commercial. <laughs> I think it was like during the first commercial break, and it starts. And I was like, since when are they showing upcoming scenes? Because it pissed me off. Because I hate when shows do that. And they're showing an upcoming scene of Sam walking in the room, turns around, and it's Mark Pellegrino. I'm like, for fuck's sake. You're not, <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. And then they start okay, talking about the movie Halloween. I thought that, again, I don't watch, I don't get commercials. So I, if I want to watch, if I, mm. if I want to watch while everybody else is watching, I'm sorry, CW, but I'm watching a pirated version live stream. So, sorry, not sorry. Um, if I'm watching it late, I don't, the point is, is, what I'm trying to get is, I don't own a TV. For everybody out there, I legitimately don't own a television. So I watch everything online in some capacity, whether it's legal or not. Again, sorry, not sorry. So when everybody was complaining about the Michael, like the Halloween commercial, I understood it as when Sam says Michael, it cut to the Michael commercial, uh, the Halloween commercial. I misunderstood all of that. I didn't know that they had like inserted an actual theme. Yeah. Mm. So and I, I will say, however. <laughs> I will say, however, that obviously somebody okayed it on, from the CW, which we know that initially when we had the very first Shading People Punting Things promotion, promo come out from Warner Brothers, that the CW knew nothing about it. And the CW at first, like the CW account at first was like, uh, we're trying to figure out who stole footage. Uh, that Warner Brothers was like, we didn't steal anything. We owed it. Like there was literally, you could like, it was really off-putting to watch that unfold online publicly to see that there was no communication between the affiliate and the parent company, like the studio. That was really mm-hmm. jarring. So obviously, but, but and that's the problem right there is the advertisers are buying spots for this from the CW, not from Warner Brothers. So you have the writers okay. who are Warner Brothers employees. I don't think that they were that upset, though. And the only reason I don't think that they were that upset was because they weren't particularly hiding it in interviews or and that, not just Comic-Con, like interviews that, that I will always say Andrew Dab's name wrong because my brain wants to say Dab. Um, so we're just going to call him Andrew. If, if you want that to see Andrew gave, huh? Dab. Andrew Dab. Dab. I just, it's, I don't know, maybe because I'm, I'm half Mexican and that's how I say my A's. I don't know. Um, if you want to see the actual commercial, Dogpaw DK, love her. She always listens to us. We've missed you, Nana. Um, she has tweeted to us the commercial. Okay. I, I'll, I will look. because And so that's also the disconnect to there because I watched it on the app or like on the website, which does give you advertisements because that's the way the CW is set up. You can't watch that at that site or app ad-free, which is why it's U.S. only, blah, 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 blah. That's part of their ratings, yada, yada, yada. CW is weird. Uh, I didn't get that commercial. I, I knew that there was a Halloween commercial for people who watched live, but on the app and on the website, I got uh, like T-Mobile and uh, Proactive. I, I, get, I get Those are the ads I get. I get Ford Trucks, Proactive, T-Mobile. I didn't get the Halloween commercial. So again, that's also the CW going to that effort but not integrating it to the app either. 
I have a lot of feelings about how the CW does things, a lot of feelings. Um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, they're just a weird – I get it. They're an affiliate. And I, I, do think, I do think Mark Pedowitz is brilliant. I really like him. It's the marketing department that I have a lot of feelings and issues with. But that's, again, mm-hmm. because I do think things like that. Like, and, and they did it – they started doing that way back. Uh, if you guys remember the show Cult? Was it called Cult? Yes, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. That they like randomly integrated a Creation Entertainment commercial at one point. Mm -hmm. Mhm. One of the guys is wearing a Creation shirt. Yeah. So again, the CW does funny things, and I think that was yeah. So, but um, going back to the episode, I do want to say one thing because it's it's it's. I want to I want to talk about things I liked. So I want to get rid of everything I didn't like. And I just, I just, I want Mary to go away. I just want Mary to go away so bad. <laughs> she's just like the worst person ever. I don't even mean she's the worst <laughs> mom. I mean, she's just not like, <sighs> and I like that Sam snaps at her. And I like that Sam is kind of like, please don't comfort me. Because I do like that, mm-hmm. that I, because when they, they brought her back, like, yes, we expected a mom figure and we didn't get that. And I think it was poorly done how they didn't make her a mom. I think it's one thing for someone to say, I'm more than a mom. And I think it's completely something else to to have somebody be like, I'm more than a mom. Therefore, I'm going to sleep with your enemy and completely disregard you and also betray you. That's, that's not Mm. like, I'm, that's not, that's not finding yourself. That's being a dick. So whatever. She was also being brainwashed too. Eh, whatever. I, I just, no, I think she was, she was a dick before they brainwashed her. I'm one of the few left in fandom, I think, who still really likes Mary. So, I like and Samantha. I, like the <laughs> I don't like Mary. I like Samantha. I, like I love Samantha. Samantha. I yeah. do not like Mary. Um, but I do think that there's a problem, and I and I want to feel like it's on purpose. I don't know that it is. That I, I like that Sam was like, you know what, don't come for me and stop saying it's fine. And her, while her explanation for why she keeps, why she says it's fine works, it's almost, it's, it's this undercurrent of what we had before, which they touched on last season of in no part of her, of her explaining why she was doing that. Did she also say, because I need to be here for you. She still made it all about Dean. And I get that Dean's the one that needs rescuing air quote or whatever, but I, mm-hmm. it does harken back to the fact that this is, this is all at the crux Mary's fault because she sold out her son, her baby Sam, before he was even born, but I like that she still has that mentality and that Sam is distant from her, that he's just like, no, 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 no. So I don't oh, I know love, if that's I more of a, yeah. I don't know if that's more of a Jared I'm, I'm thing right or if that's the writing. Yeah, I don't know if that's more of a Jared thing or more of the writing. But I like that. I mm-hmm. like the the way he mm-hmm. the way he stiffens when when she's trying to be uh, when she's trying to mother him. That he's like, you don't have the right to do that. You, that I do feel like it's a nice not juxtaposition mother. with. Yeah, she's it's a nice position of her saying, like, you are not my boys. I left a four-year-old and a baby. I don't understand that you're men. And him having the flip of that of being like, I didn't grow up with a mother. Dean was my mother. 
So this yeah. thing that you're doing, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I thought being oh, I, just, I don't like, like I, I, I like I this, like but all they, all I just things. don't like Mary. I did like all of those things that you mentioned and all those little things. Um, but where I liked them for different reasons, I like because Sam, you know, saying it's a, it's a thing that a, a child would get mad at their parent for. And the way he was saying, you know, don't, t- don't say it's all going to be fine. You don't know. You know, you don't know. Don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that a kid would get mad at their parent for no matter how old they are. And um, Mm -hmm. when they're in the bunker and she um, puts her hand on his hand when he's at the computer or something and she reaches over and he says, you know, because she's worried that he's, you know, not getting enough sleep. And he just says to her, I'm fine, Mom. I promise you I'm fine. You know, something like that is what Mm -hmm. he says. Yeah, you took that in a way nicer way from him than I did. (laughs) I took it in a No, he's saying it because he's like, God, Mom, I'm an adult. I know what to do. You know, I know how to, you know, leave mm-hmm. you alone. And it's kind of like, yeah. I guess, because I'm going well, through the same I said, thing. I'm not to... sure. Yeah, that's why I said I'm not sure if it's a Jared thing or the writing, because the lines are what you're saying, but Jared's body language playing Sam is I'm going not with the body a... language. I'm going with the body uh, yeah, language. Yeah, I didn't get that's that vibe. That's what I'm liking I, I got to I gotta get off me. I don't want to hear you. Especially, well, yeah, and, and, exactly. and I thought that not in, a, says, not in a not in a not in a I'm grown way in a you don't you, this is not your place way. Okay, see, I got the the whole get off me vibe, I'm pissed at you vibe, and all that, but for different reasons. And it could be because I've got a son who's 25, and I'm kind of going through that with him. So it could mm-hmm. be that I'm just you know my I'm letting my mm-hmm. life and everything bleed through, but. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, at one point, and Sam it could be that I'm, says, I'm and it good. Could be that I'm good. I'm good. Just like Mary. Yeah, just Mary can. Yeah. Mary can. Well, well, he's he's being polite, I think, and pleasant. Like I'm good. I'm I'm good. But then there's another point when he's like, "Stop saying that, please." He's gone into mm-hmm. anger. So I, I actually, he's got two different times, two different. I, I added added to somewhat. I mean, he's nicer at one point than than he's had it. You know, he kind of gets to a point where he's like, okay, stop saying that, please. You know, it's, and he's probably been listening to this in some version for three weeks. We haven't heard it, but Dean's been gone three weeks. So he's been hearing this kind of hollow comfort from, or trying to be helpful from Mary for three weeks. So no wonder he's gotten to the point where he's lost patience. You know, he's, Dean's been gone. He has no idea what's happened to him. He doesn't know where he is. Is he burned up? Is he gone? Is he whatever he's frustrated he's stuck dealing with like a whole crowd in the bunker on top of the usual monster stuff that goes on um uh um, he's got all those people he's trying to find dean and then you know the icy on the cake is cast getting himself kidding you know a a taken hostage again (laughs) which actually is going to take me to another thing that i i have with this episode is Overall, like to be honest, and I feel like at times I'm probably one of Andrew's most critical critics because, ooh, I, I, I can lay in. But I liked this episode. Here's my thing with this episode. It didn't feel like a season premiere. 
it felt closer to it felt closer to like either uh the mid-season the mid-season finale or a penultimate it did not feel like a season premiere um so it is not to change it not change things, but I want to comment to somebody who tweeted to us. Um, Cam's mom, 20, 1029, she said that she loved our discussion and talking points. Um, and this is her first time listening to us, but she said, um, please, she said, but please don't argue. <laughs> so I oh, we're not arguing. <laughs> we're not arguing. We're three, oh, we're three the of the best friends. And when we're, when it might sound like we're arguing, we're not. We're just, you know, passing around, you know, opinions on a TV show. We're we're not arguing. We still love each other. Um, but it, it is actually so that we're that comfortable for... with each other that we can. Yeah, we're that comfortable with each other after so many years that it's it is that you shut up. No, you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, no, so. nobody gets mad at each other, so it's all good. And no, yeah, no, no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> we always sound like this. <laughs> Thank you. Even in person, we really appreciate it. would be very, very boring if we all agreed and 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 everything was said. Because occasionally, like like Vinny would not be able to be on, and it would just be like maybe Becky and me. And sometimes we both would love the episode, and it would be like half an the hour most of boring going, podcast that ever. Was great. That was great. That we love that. Wasn't Did you that like? Great? We love that. Yeah, I love when that happened. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> And did you love? And this? then, if you oh, ever yeah, need anybody that. to be the grumpy old man, that's what I come in for. I am the yeah. grumpy old man. Um, no, this is uh, she's our ackles. <laughs> Vinny's grumpy ackles. <laughs> yeah. I get that a lot. Um, I, but I am a cantankerous but, old man who just wants things a certain way, <laughs> and I don't understand why people can't conform to it. Why can't you just do it this way? And it, it is like I yeah, don't understand. And and Mark Mark Shepard made a really. There was an interview with him recently, and he made a really good point. Not an interview. It was a a, a con a convention panel that he was on, and he made a really good point where he kept saying, you know, he likes Ruth and he likes Rowena, but his problem was Crowley doesn't have a mother. Fergus had a mother. She's Fergus's mother, but Fergus doesn't exist. Crowley exists, mm-hmm. and he kept mm-hmm. trying to tell the writers, like, can't you make her like a like something else to him? And they were like, no, no. And he was like, but it yeah. doesn't make sense. And mm-hmm. he's right. And I think <laughs> I, I've said it before too. Like yeah. sometimes you're so focused on what you want. Like it's the issue I used to have with Robbie Thompson all the time that you're so focused on making your joke work that you will move mountains to make one joke work and completely bork the point of the episode just because you want to make that one Hello Kitty reference because you think it's super mm. funny. Um, I don't like Baby. But yeah, Fergus was if, Fergus if, if nobody caught that little reference, I don't like Baby as, the, as an episode. So, mm. it, and that's the way I feel with certain things about Bobby, about Mary, about Cass. Again, I don't understand how Cass just, you have an entire fight scene and Cass is sitting there and it's just so. You know what it reminded me of? To be fair, he is. It reminded me of the fight. (laughs) It reminded me of the fight scene in Pangs where Spike is tied to a chair and all the arrows are flying around and everything. But at least they they acknowledged it in Pangs. 
at least they acknowledge <laughs> him saying, and you have the arrow that gets too close to it, and he's like a bear, undo it. They're acknowledging it. And we're here, you're just like, okay, so you have Cass, first of all, get beat down, and I'm confused by the editing because they were going for, and I, I blame the editing because Thomas J. Wright's been there for so long, and he's done fantastic episodes, and this is this is the things that I caught in this episode were not things that like, like, okay, Robert Singer, uh, he's going to do a zoom. It's his trademark. He's going to zoom. He loves a good zoom. The real Robert Singer. Okay. Yeah. The real executive producer slash director, Robert Singer. And it's a thing he does. You can count on it. It's almost comforting. It's, Funny in a way where sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's it's really obvious and sometimes it's not and it's just he loves a good zoom. Nothing about mm-hmm. the editing that I found jarring was anything that I feel is any kind of thumbprint from from Thomas J. Wright. So I felt like the beatdown scene for Cass. Again, I get the effect they're going for, but even in the in the shots where you could see that the punch was supposed to connect, it was so far from connecting that it was comical to me. And I didn't like the speed up, slow down, matrixy quirk that they were going for for a fight scene because, in my opinion, something like that is quite dated. So, and then again, to just have Cass sitting there where he's not even struggling. He's not even, like, he's not even frustrated at his restraints. He's just like, okay, I'm, I'm tied up. I suck. And, like, <laughs> him saying, like, I'm more embarrassed than hurt. Well, he's not Okay. Wrong. <laughs> you should be. And I feel like... <laughs> he said he was embarrassed. <laughs> he should have been. I feel like when you get but to a point, I, when you get to a point where I'm somebody who's feeling bad for for Cass when I'm somebody who's going oh this is I this is sad I'm so ooh you deserve better you've really messed up because that's a character that I'm like please we're done we're so done I I don't I'm not trying to like wish Misha out of a job Misha is completely separate from Cass for me like Cass is a character and the character is I what are we doing here so uh, I just felt really you know, and to have you know to have him say like why you know why are you using me as bait, and it be like well that's all you're good for, is that what you're good for? <laughs> and like the, it's it is a weird thing where you have a being like Cass, like Jack, whatever, where you're going to keep someone around, and they didn't do it with Crowley in the same way, whereas they never hobbled Crowley's powers, they just made it to where mm-hmm. Sam and Dean could outsmart him most of the time, even though, like, and then having having moments where he outsmarted them, like, an mm-hmm. uneven balance that, you know, it, it leaned towards them more, but there were times in order to make his character have more longevity than it should have as well, because I love Mark Shepard, and mm-hmm. I, but I agree with him that Crowley was done way before they actually mm-hmm. killed him. Um, no character, it's, it's, no character on Supernatural except Sam and Dean should stay any that long. It's not meant to be. I agree. Meant to be I, I really think that, I, I really feel like every character has 
a realistic shelf, shelf life, life of no. Well, they have a shelf life, but a realistic shelf life of two seasons. Um, yeah. Which and is why, like, why, like, with Bobby, it was time because it was it was time. I think the problem they did with Bobby is the same thing that they do with a lot of characters is you don't you don't get to mourn anybody or you don't get to feel the impact if they just keep coming back. And I, I just feel like, uh, but anyway, um, I, I, uh, uh, I just thought the editing for the fight was really weird. And the, the directing was kind of weird, which is unusual for Thomas. Right. I just, I just feel like I get the effect that they were going for. The effect was everyone bow down to Sam which, in theory, I'm so here for. I'm so here mm. for it. It's all I've it's all I've wanted since season two is for every demon to bow down to Sam Winchester. That's all I've wanted. All I've wanted is my boy. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Scene. Like, they're all so terrified of, of him, and and off they went. Just one. I would love to see a. I would love to see a payoff of that. Like I would love to see. Like, did you just make yourself a de facto? king of hell by announcing that no one can be king of hell unless you are defeated in some way uh, because it actually makes sense and it would make me feel better that like the writers remember mm-hmm. those kind of things. I just don't have faith mm-hmm. in that. Um, mm-hmm. I, ooh, I hope that might be the point of this. Season. Uh, you know what? I don't want to get excited because I just don't feel like it's... Um, I know. But it would be awesome. I just don't want to feel... Yeah. Um, I hadn't even thought of that till you mentioned that. Ooh, I love that idea. Because it was, I mean, in theory, what Sam did should not have worked. <laughs> like, in theory, just because he killed Kip shouldn't have freaked all the other demons out and been like, okay, we're out. Goodbye, sorry. But I thought they were already but it, freaked because he said they're all afraid of you. So I don't think it was just at that moment they decided to. I think they were already intimidated and and Winchester, and then now they don't have a leader. They are icons. Yeah. So I, you know, I and but I mean we have thir- we have fourteen seasons of that never happening, where you know yes we had the line last last season yeah of of Dean saying we're the ones you should be afraid of, and we get or no that's or that one that particular line is too defined. But anyway, we have little moments of like no we're the we're the things that the things in the dark are afraid of. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like in theory, this is a this is this is a group of demons who beat down an angel, and then a human yelled at them, and they went, "My bad, <laughs> we're out." Well, okay, just take a look here. Look, take a look at the human. Take a look. At the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do be afraid of. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to go like in theory. <laughs> yeah, in theory, like you have. I just, it just, these are my issues where sometimes you want to make a point so badly that you don't, you don't account for what you had around it. Again, you want to have that line of Cass saying, I can burn, I could burn you right now. And the impact of that line sounds fantastic until 30 seconds later, he's beaten to a pulp. And I think there's just not enough and tied up. And doesn't even try to escape. Yeah. Like again, it's the whole powers. Like, can he? What can he do? What can't he do? So, well, that's they're not afraid of that angel because he's. They've been watching him for hours. 
he, they beat him up. They tied him to up do to do nothing. Yeah. And yeah. So and watching him wait for watching him angel. wait for a demon. Like it yeah. is. It is. And, and that's why I do resent at the end. Sam for like telling Cass what you did is okay. No, what you did was so supremely stupid that it took everyone off track of trying to find Dean to go save you, which is again why it did mm-hmm. not feel like a season premiere because it it took the entire point of what the season premiere was and then went, oh, but we have to go save Cass because Cass screwed up. Great, but that's I what thought, Cass usually does in like that's what Cass usually does in episode nine or twenty two, not in episode one. He doesn't usually oh, screw up until like further down the road. <laughs> Well, you know, he's gonna happen. screw up. He doesn't learn, <laughs> so it could happen again. But I, I but I thought in the scene where oh, Sam gets the call from Kip and he finds out that Cass has been taken, I thought it was his. I remember thinking when I watched it, his attitude and the way he sounded was very much not again. This has happened again, and now I got to go deal with this when all I want to do is work on saving Dean. Now I got somebody else to save that I shouldn't, you know, I mean, if, if say, which is why I don't like, which is why I don't like the line of him, of him saying, you know, I don't blame you. I would hundred percent would have blamed him. I would have been like, what are you thinking doing that on your own, going off and doing something phenomenally stupid like that without consulting anybody. And you've just Detroit still, Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wonder that. So I guess as a the result, whole point of Motown. Sam means, had but to okay. drive from Kansas to Detroit. Yeah. While oh. <laughs> while his purpose should have been again. I, I want to see them. Your point was to take. Your point is to find Dean and to get in, intel on Dean. Also, like, why are you asking the the demon where is Dean Winchester? No, your question is supposed to be where is Michael. And I think, again, it, it's, it's a really weird, it was really weird writing to me that at no point did Kip, like, okay, so Michael is the one who told Kip, what do you want? Which I will say was a really cool parallel because Sam asked Kip, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a cool parallel. Um, but then it was also like an in for Kip to get a jab in, and Kip never once says that he encountered Michael except that he clearly did. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand that writing where, you know, you, you have a demon who's going to taunt you and you're going, you have a demon that's, that's telling you, you have to come to me, I have bait in the form of your angel, when really, like, he had bait to begin with in I have intel on Michael. What? I'm sorry, what? It would have been it interesting if if Sam had said, um, you know, you're going to come, and he would have said, no, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 save yourself. I've got other things, and you know, was Cass counting on Sam to rescue him? Could he have said, okay, I'm on my own here. Let's 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 you know, let's step up. Let me figure this out. You know, I'm supposed to be able to do this. And then Sam, like, you know what? I'm done. You get to a point where you're like, I've, I've won too many times. I've 
I've had to, we've had to do this, figure it out. You know, it's like always like rescuing somebody and they're always like, I don't know, kind of like, you know, like someone who's always looks their car run out of gas or whatever or doesn't blow the tire or something. You're like, yeah, at some point you need to not leave the house when you're on, when you're on fumes. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, it's not that hard. Your car will tell you, you know, the gas is low. So, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of my work day. You know, this is happening. I, I can't come get you. Figure it out. <laughs> you know, or the Tim Gun. You know, make it work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so anyway. But I think, and I think yeah. it is that. I mean, again, I go back to Comic Con spoilers, which I think is what. Like I, like I said don't I always tell people never listen and one of the things that I said was because again at comic-con at the panel Misha was like we see you we see you know shades of badass season four cast again everyone was like oh okay and I was like no we won't and they're like but he said I'm like no we won't he says it every year every single year he says it and every single year it's a redux of this and like you said at some point like I have a, I don't know I have a lot of feelings about I have a lot of I have a lot of ideas or feelings when it comes to Andrew and and, and and the character of Cass because I think there's something about Cass that I hate to use this word because I don't mean it the way the internet wants to use it there's something in Cass that triggers Andrew Dab to just mock to just make like just constant mockery and punching bag, metaphorical or physical or or literal, out of mm-hmm. cast. And if you go through his episodes, almost every episode he has where he has has written cast into the episode, there is a jab in there. And I find it kind of well, uh, fascinating and weird mm-hmm. because I don't think he hates the character any more than I think he, I don't know. I just, I think it's really strange and I think it's, but again, my, my biggest issue is you have a writer who does that consistently, who is now the showrunner, who is, so is now writing the first and final episodes of each season. And when you have a writer who has a writing quirk like that, do things to a character like that, it makes those episodes not feel like a premiere or a finale. Just like last season's finale, you had, I mean, cast in the episode, but what did he do? He was uh, absolutely nothing. He did nothing. And it was pointed out how he did uh, it, it, Like we are saying, there's char- characters on Supernatural. The only two that remain always are Sam and Dean. Everybody else, especially what was a powerful character like Cass, you you can't keep him with his powers like that because he would just fix everything and heal everything. So there's no stakes. There's no worry. So you've got to take that away. So you run out of options to to do this. And, and it's, it's a, this is a disservice to the character. I mean, any number of times he could have been, he could have sacrificed for the greater good on behalf of Sam and Dean, you know, and, and done that on so many levels. They could be guilty that he sacrificed himself, you know, they, I, it, you know, so, but no, you know, he keeps coming back, <laughs> you know, it's not like, uh, yeah, anyway, 
It's just I, too like hard. I, said, I, I do feel like it makes it makes the episode not feel as grand as it should for an introduction or a finale to a season when you're doing things like that to a an a arguably secondary, technically tertiary character. It's the same thing as mm-hmm. Matt. Like it's the same thing with the finale with Maggie. Like you made half the episode about Maggie being who's Maggie. Like I don't mm-hmm. Ma- mandolin. I don't care that mandolin died. Poor Meredith. Like what are we doing? <laughs> so I think it's it's a very similar it's a very similar thing. Only the difference is cast has the longevity that creates a different connection with the audience that actually makes it feel worse. And I feel bad saying all this because if, you, if, I, if I had to just give an idea of like, did you like this episode or not? Yeah, I actually did. I just found a lot mm-hmm. of inconsistencies in terms of narrative storytelling. That was redundant, okay. narrative storytelling. Okay. Um, the, <laughs> narrative sequencing that I felt the biggest. Okay, go ahead. I I got something. I was no, that, that I just that I, I just felt wrong. like I felt like maybe someone should have. This episode needed a writing editor. Okay, they also it, it need somebody to. Okay, Angel Blades. Tell me how they work. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Thank you. Okay, so every single time, including in this episode, we saw people getting killed with angel blades. They don't just kill whatever's inside. They kill whatever's inside and the person. Oh, no, but the archangel blade is special. Now, I do, the only thing that makes me say, okay, maybe they do know what they're talking about, is back in the episode, and forgive me, there's been 3,000 episodes, so I don't remember all the titles, um, the one where all the gods met up in the restaurant. The uh, whatever. Hammer of the gods. That one. Yeah, okay. So, you know, Gabriel shows up, and um, the girl god, I forget who she was supposed to be. Hallie. Um, she, she specifically says, um, something about a blade of an archangel that is the only thing that can kill an archangel. She does say that. She says either it's the only thing that can kill an archangel or it's the only thing that can kill an angel. I don't remember. I'm thinking maybe it was the only thing that could kill an angel. That's why we were all like, what? That's, it started being able that's to kill not my, that, too. Here's my problem. <laughs> here's my problem. <laughs> I don't care what kind of blade it is. If you stab someone through the rib into their yeah. very close heart region, you're going to have more damage than what Nick has. And I get. And here's my thing. So here's my here's here's my here's my theory that I'm going to lay out. Uh, again, I have no basis for this. This is just my thought, uh, and I haven't I haven't actually seen anybody say this. So, obviously, like, I guess I'm the only person who is thinking this. Okay, but, so, standard formula of of the show is that we will have Dean back by episode three. Like, that's just formulaic. You can't have the brothers away forever. So, 
I know that a lot of us had speculated like, oh, well, what we're going to get from is flashbacks. And that's how they're going to keep Michael around longer is Dean dealing with flashbacks. However, I'm going to, and that was a theory I had. I'm going to take that theory off the table and I'm going to present something that no one's going to agree with. And I will be the, I will be the dissenting opinion. And when I'm wrong, everyone can laugh at me. That's cool. I don't care. Uh, so we have Dean in real time right now making his, really formulating his plan with the, with the vampires, which didn't the vampires when they like mostly killed off. But anyway, um, he's just now formulating that plan. So there's really nothing for us to get to a point in the next one or two episodes that he's really flashing back on. We already got a really big exposition dump between what he did with Jamel and what he did with uh, NIL. We got the, that big exposition dump. And then also with Kip re- referencing it. So we know that he went to humans, angels, and demons and ask them all, what, do you, what is it that you want? So I don't think we're going to get a standard save like we, like we were all thinking with, with Michael. We've already had Sam specify that what they use to expel Lucifer is not something that's on the table right now. So my theory is... Mm-hmm. But I think Michael is going to let Dean think that he is letting him go, that he fought him and kicked him out, just like Sam did with Gadriel in season nine. I think we're going to get very similar scenes to that. Um, and I, but I think that he's not really going to leave, and I think Dean is going to start losing time, and no one's really going to notice. Um, so he's going to still be Michael and carrying on what he's doing, but he's not going to know he's doing it and no one else is going to know he's doing it. And I think that eventually it's going to culminate with somebody, probably Nick, figuring it out. And that's how they're going to eventually in later episodes, somewhere past the mid season, I'm sure. That's how they're going to do it. You, that way you can save, you can, you can stab Dean, you can kill Michael without killing Dean mm, instead of having yeah. Michael jump from body to body to body like Lucifer exactly. did. And you can't have another Nick really. You can't have another, uh, I don't think we ever learned what Michael's vessel's name was for the AU, but we'll just call him Christian keys. Cause that boy was pretty. Um, Ooh, yeah. We're going to, I don't think like that's, I don't think he's, that's on the table anymore. We don't know what happened to that vessel. I mean, they could retcon that, whatever. There might be there might be a corpse in the dungeon of the bunker, for all I know. I don't want to know. Uh, makes me feel a little shaky about Sam, if there is. Mm. I think that I that's think- what they're going to do, so that, so that they can have that moment, probably, of Sam having to run Dean through with an angel blade, but Dean's going to be okay. Because, apparently, archangel blades don't, don't harm the vessel, except for, like, a little bit of a of a of a of a of a, of a it's, it's, you know like 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 getting a splinter kind of it's just it's just a little bit of a nuisance it, it's just got to heal yeah. you know when you get stabbed in the ribs to your heart it's just got to heal hmm. now i am glad mark pellegrino is still on the show cuz i love him and i want to give a huge shout out to him real quick cuz Last year and this year, both with our Team Levi auctions to support um, the Ackles family and their 
in the Buddy Walk for the Down Syndrome Guild of Dallas. He has been the number one person to donate items. I don't know if anyone's noticed this year, but we've been auctioning off autograph photo after autograph photo after autograph photo of Mark because he sent us a crap ton of them. <laughs> and I mean, seriously, <laughs> a load of autograph photos. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, he is just such a good guy. And I really, really, mm-hmm. really want to give a big, huge shout out for him. And he's just fantastic. So I'm glad he's back still yeah. on the show. And yeah, I also, uh, yeah, and I also think that like as an actor, he he plays phenomenally well against just about everybody he's in a scene with. And that is a rarity yeah. to have. To be able to have chemistry with and any actor that you are playing against is a talent that very few people possess. And it's fascinating that he can do that. And I don't just mean on this show, like any show I've ever watched him in. It's really, you have to be very in tune with people and with yourself. And that's interesting. Um, but I do. Also, I've always just thought that he and Jared work. He and Jared work phenomenally well together. They just do. Yeah, he's terrifying sure. as Lucifer. He's always been terrifying as Lucifer, even when he's sort of, sort of supposed to be charming and, you know, your buddy and all that. I always, you always get the feeling, of course, that there's something else going on, and he's a loose cannon, and he's kind of crazy, which he should be as Lucifer, and then when he actually lets lets him be Lucifer, because that's what will serve his purpose, and he'll just be himself, he's, he's scary, really, really scary, and we were talking earlier about, you know, demons stop being scary, and then the angels stop being intimidating. I don't think he's ever stopped no. being even at least a little bit frightening, you know, and when and when he's actually Lucifer, I'm 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 scared. <laughs> Which is good. That's a that's a good thing. That's a good reaction to have to him. And speaking of of ama- wonderful reactions and so thought out and such attention to his character and how he would react is Jared playing Sam trying to deal with Nick who he sees as Lucifer. Yeah, and, yes. and he's he's trying so hard to, you know, be casual and be okay with Nick, but you can tell that he's still afraid. And Jared talked once how he said he he did research and he said that anybody mm-hmm. who has has had a problem with like a, a stalker or something like that, you're the same. The common thread was you have this. Complete, and even if they were like in jail or prison or whatever, you had complete irrational fear of that person. And Jared always shows that. I mean, with Sam, it's it's there, but it's controlled. I mean, he doesn't lose control and freak out. But you can see in his body language, the way he looks, the way he breathes, the way he he moves, and it was still evident in his scenes with Nick. And when he leaves Nick after, you know, checking on him and talking to him about, you know, does he remember anything about Dean or Michael or whatever? And then he, he leaves the room and he shuts the door and he just lets his breath out like, okay, you know, I, I got through it. And, and I, I thought he was amazing. Just amazing. Yep. I agree. You know, it, it just him even walking into the room, you could see how nervous mm. he was. 
definitely that too. Well, I'm, uh, I, I always think to, about um, there's something. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to comment real quick when they showed all of the flashbacks to Nick, you know, when Nick said yes and all that. I thought it was really interesting that, um, that you know, it was the actress Bellamy, 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 um, Bellamy Young, I think is her name. Yeah, Bellamy Young, who was on Scandal as the president's wife. But she, it was her who was playing, who played Lucifer for, for the, before anybody on the show. You know, it, she was Nick's, mm. um, you know, Nick's wife. They never showed her face. I thought that was interesting. You know, we heard her voice, but they never showed her face. So I was just like, why? Because I always thought it was cool that, you know, this she went on to be big on scandal and everything. We had her first as Lucifer, but then you know, <laughs> <they never> showed her. <laughs> I don't watch scandal. Well, it's not on anymore. Last year was its last year, but it was good. Uh, I have Shonda mm-hmm. issues. Uh, well, I have to say, I, I did quit before it ended. I like two years before it ended, I stopped because it just got to be too much. But when it was mm-hmm. first on, the first couple of years, it was good. Yeah, I just I, everyone says that, and I just I have. I, I think I've said it before. As much as people rip on Supernatural for like, oh, you don't give enough representation, and you know, they're so awful to women. I feel like there is no show that I've ever watched. I'm not saying there's not another show out there. I'm saying no show that I've ever watched that did women a greater disservice than Grey's Anatomy. I will, that is the hill I will die on. You had all these women who went through residency and became surgeons against all odds, all of them, and every single one of them was like, oh, I'll just throw that away because like of a man. Ooh. It's a thorn in my paw. Anyway, so I don't Shonda, but which means I've never seen Scandal. <laughs> uh, and one I other, either. I want to, um, Michael and Joe, you know, I thought this is a completely separate subject. So if you have something else you want to talk about first, go right ahead. No. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to okay. know if you're, I'm, I'm curious to see if you're going to say what I, what I, what I think you might say. I'm, Probably not, because it's not really... I want to talk about the Michael and Joe theme, but I don't know why you're going to talk about it, so maybe it's a <laughs> oh. um, Anyway. <laughs> a few, th- few things about it. I did like... I thought they were going to end up pairing to- up together and be like this angelic Bonnie and Clyde, but then, you know, she ends up calling Sam at the end, so I'm very curious about that. And also, you know, so we got to see what angels see when they see each other. So, you know, we got to see what Joe saw, at, you know, and she saw this blue flashy thing, guy with wings and like, oh, you're Michael from the other universe. What told you that? Because to me, he looked exactly like Dean Winchester, except blue, shiny and with wings. So I was. I think curious. I think it's supposed to be I think it's supposed to be that this like angel thing where because every time an angel has encountered another angel they immediately recognize them and I think it's supposed to just be this thing that like you just know yeah I was sitting here wondering what if it's like because this sparkle is third from the left instead of (laughs) fourth from the right if it was fourth from the right then hey he's probably Gabriel but if it's third from the left yep that's Michael (laughs) yeah that's the only thing I could come up with I think I, I didn't I didn't super question it because um, 
we've always, like I said, we've never had a moment. That is one thing that has been more or less consistent is that every time an angel encounters another angel, they recognize yeah. each other immediately. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's the, obviously it's something that they can tell their grace or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I, also, I mean, they're all supposed to be the size of the I, I They just wanted to play with the fact and that they could do special effects. Like, I, I, it's something that I had an, an issue with in season nine, and I'm going to have it again in this season. I know it. That I think Jared and Jensen are so good at their job that I don't think the effect of the blue flash is necessary. I oh, yeah, didn't think it was necessary eyes. with Gadriel, and I don't feel it's necessary with Michael for them to, again, not trust the audience to not go, oh, by the way, remember, this is Michael, not Dean. Yes, I know. I, he's wearing the Peaky Blinders hat. I can tell. Dean <laughs> doesn't put hats. Dean doesn't cover up his hair. <laughs> yeah. The, Dean is not going to spend that much time gelling his hair to perfection to put on a cap. Like, he's not putting exactly. on a new boy cap for that. No, 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 no. So... But no, but like in all seriousness, I don't think they they need it. And I, uh, for me, and I think I've talked about it before, I'm someone who the horror genre is very important to me. And I'm somebody who does not like CGI that much. I think it's a very quick way to date something and to make something not hold up very well. Uh, case in point, Sam falling into the cage in, in Swan Song. It's just that does not hold up well. Nope. Uh, and I think, especially as we get further away from green, like as we forget further into, like you could tell that right as Sam is getting home to the bunker, the, the scene of the entrance to the bunker, the entire sky is CGI. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really pretty. It was really pretty. It was really pretty, but it was cartoon pretty almost. Like, it was just – and I get, I get you need continuity, things like that. But the point is is that it's not like the visual effects department is lacking for a, for things to do. There's probably more visual effects in an episode than we can even – than we even notice. So I feel like certain choices like that, which are – I don't know who makes those choices – of where to put them. I don't think it's, it's not the visual effects team that makes those choices though. They're not going to just step in and be like, I'm putting, I'm putting sparkly eyes here. Somebody else above them is going, this is what we're doing at this point. I don't think it's as necessary as that. And I, again, I get that they want to be able to show like, this is what an angel looks like, but we've had 10 years of angels and we're just now seeing it. I, I don't know. It just felt it was re- it was a cool effect, but it was weird, and it was really weird. Like you're saying, it was so very clearly the outline of Dean in this outfit that what made that Michael. I would have preferred it to be a little more mm-hmm. obviously that body shape and a little more like nebulous. Or you have like Zachariah that said, "My true form is like four lion heads and whatever," and Cass is supposed to be as big also- as the, the Chrysler Building. They're supposed to be the Chrysler building size and nobody. Yeah. So then you just have that. Like, again, it was, so I agree with you. I am going to fan wank it that it's 
she doesn't really see that that we see. She sees something else or like she recognizes something else. Not so much she sees, but like it, it's an innate thing that pings within her as another angel. But I think mm-hmm. visually it was maybe kind of a misstep. I've been muting myself I, every now and then to cough. Is it working or are you guys hearing me cough? No, I don't no. hear you cough. No. Oh, good. I, I was like, I was worried that it wasn't working. I was like, they're hearing me cough. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, okay. I'm I'm of the school of, like, like the movie Jaws, which I know they did practically because they had such trouble with the mechanical shark. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> no special came, effects. But in retrospect, it's so good because of it. Because you can't see the shark. You don't see the shark for yes. an hour into the movie, at least. And and I so think, it's like, that's I why I Eric, liked in Supernatural when the angels, you never saw them, like, open up their wings and fly away. You just saw a little bit of, like, a breeze, you know, or somebody and or or somebody's expression when they took off flying. And it was so much better because you could just kind of imagine how they did it. Did they just, you know, like snap out of existence or was like a little bit of whatever. So I, I always love that. And the only way I like their wings is when actually they're killed because that beautiful black scorch mark, you know, of the wings on the, on the ground, which you don't need in the, uh, uh, them to move or anything or look realistic. It's just, um, it's like a, like a nuclear flash, like a bomb going off, you know, and well, and that very that's, first that's time that we wonderful. see that in that scene where it pans down from above and it's, a, so it's an aerial shot mm-hmm. and we get that, it was such a impactful entrance mm. to that. Um, the same way that, mm-hmm. like when we when Cass is first introduced, and you know, the the shadow of his wings mm-hmm. was so impactful at the time. We don't really mm-hmm. going from that, and and it's a weird thing where it's it's something that because the budget has gotten bigger, they can do things like the blue outline and things like that but it does almost take away from the effect that the lower budget gives you, which is why I say like horror is a genre that classically less so now, but classically had a lower budget. Studios were just not going to put their money into it. So you had to Mm -hmm. figure out ways to do things and make it look good versus a movie like, you know, like, like a Marvel movie where you're going to get this astronomical budget and you can throw CGI all over the place, and you can throw the best CGI all over the place, it's still going to get dated. It's never going to fail because that kind of tech. But you can do – I'll tell you, there's a, a good non-CGI horror show for you to watch. I just started watching it today. It's the new um, series on Netflix, um, The Haunting of Hill House. It's on my list. I'm on, yes. Oh, it's good. I'm on episode six, and I was like – upset that I had to stop watching at the podcast because it was so good. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Really so good. I, I, I do think, and although, you know, and to, to, at a time that Jensen Ackles and I are going to, are going are actually going to agree on something. There are times where practical effects can go wrong. Uh, the season finale that, that went really wrong. That's a practical to have your actors in a harness hoisted up is a practical effect that went super wrong. Uh, and if you're going to try also and had... forget it, Jensen Ackles won't let you. <laughs> no, he's never letting that go. I, lo- I love that because when I criticize, when I criticize that at first, I had a lot of people come at me that were like, you know, telling me how wrong I was, and then slowly everybody else was making fun of it too. Because my timeline on on Twitter is we're we're all jerks, 
So we're going to be the first ones to start making fun of stuff. My entire timeline is just a bunch of jerks, and we revel in it. Uh, but there are people who are just like, no, I thought that was cool. And they're like, you know, you don't get to criticize. I'm like, well, I did anyway. Sorry. And then, you know, as soon as Jensen got the chance, he was like, by the way, I didn't like that. And then as soon as he got the chance again, he's like, oh, going back to that, I still didn't like it. It's been six months. I yeah, don't let like it. Go. it. It's been no, months, and he's still talking about it. So, yeah. yeah and, no, I, I, and I, I, I love but, him. And, grumpy, and again, grumpy Ackles. I love him. <laughs> And again, I have to wonder, like, who do you blame for that? Because you had Robert Singer as a director who is a very seasoned director. So who, mm. and you have an, a, a team that has worked for so long on different stunts, and you've had them in harnesses and stuff before, mm-hmm. and they were using harnesses earlier in that episode with Michael, and they use, you know, it's not something that's new, what went wrong there is my, my question. And then we didn't, re- we didn't do a podcast for the finale, did we? No, no, we didn't. No. Uh, so we never really discussed it, but like, I, I, I have to wonder like what went wrong, like who dropped the ball there? Uh, because Jensen will agree that a ball was very, and I think he wishes he was the ball and, that had been dropped. And it wasn't him. And I think when it was, Again, it was time, money, and they were like, "We're stuck," you know. Yeah, because again, we, we can't change you have, this. You have Jensen. We're stuck. Who is, you have Jensen, who's a seasoned actor, who's been, who's done stunts and stuff for you know, best twenty years of his life, and you have uh, Mark Pellegrino, who is a, a an actor who's in very strong command of his body. You know the the boys have talked about fight scenes with him mm-hmm. where he will get within like a hair of your of your face to make it look because he's just so well so in control of his movements mm-hmm. and of his body and so aware. And then you have a seasoned director in Robert Singer, and it's just I don't know where that yeah. fell apart, but it it super fell apart, and it was just Pinocchio all over the place. But <laughs> so. Okay, you know, I, I I do have to kind of I do have to kind of say, well, that's a, that's the point. That's the part where a practical effect didn't work. Although there is C, there is a lot of CGI in that scene as well. Is that where it went wrong? Because I am someone who is of the belief that if something went wrong visually, it's almost always the fault of the CGI. Real quick, we have ten minutes left. Okay. Yes, but the, yeah. and and there's one moment that I want to I want to talk about while we're still live. It's it's okay. just a it's just a moment, and it's I just love it. And and you know we we talk about our you know timelines being a little jaded or cynical or whatever, but not this one, but not this moment, not this scene. Everybody just melted into a puddle, <laughs> and uh, it's the scene between Michael and Sister Joe. And she realizes it's Michael, and she it's Dean Winchester. Dean Winchester, and she says, "Why would Wait, he can say we start calling him you? Dean Winchester now that he's a now that he's a, yes. a, a an angel? Can we call him Winchester? Because I I love a good dad Winchester, joke. Winchester, why not? <laughs> good enough. Oh, if you anyway, told Jared that, I'm sure Jared would start calling him that. And by good dad joke, I mean awful bad joke. Dad joke. But anyway, yes. Go on, Dean Winchester. <laughs> yes. Uh, why? Why would he say yes to you? 
and Michael says oh. love. And it was the most beautiful brother moment when there was no brother present. <laughs> and it's it, that's exactly the reason. That is exactly the reason. Dean will do anything to save Sam because Michael has asked before and Dean said no because it was to save the world. But this time it was to save Sam. And I, I am going to be just, the jerk. I'm going to be the jerk who pimps out their friend. Uh, on Tumblr, our friend Michael, who we adore. Uh, no, mm-hmm. Michael. His, not the, his not Tumblr the archangel. Is, He's just a guy. Not the archangel <laughs> Michael, but, but uh, adorable uh, fanboy Michael. His Tumblr and his Twitter are both It's Okay, Sammy. But he did a really great gift set where it breaks down that scene and in between, before Michael answers, you, he cuts and put two gifts from the finale of Dean screaming for Sam and then Dean telling Cass he has Sam, Lucifer has Sam, and then it cuts back mm-hmm. to the, the gift for this mm-hmm. of um, love. Yeah, it's so artistically well done. It's an A plus gift set. It's perfect. Uh, and and every, anyone who's going to say anyone who's going to correct link. me and say gift set, I'm going to just not listen to you. It's a gift set. Link me, link me. Yeah, I, want to I will. Me. Um, can I can I finish? Let me. <laughs> here we go again. Can yeah, I sorry. I just had to, like, I just had to what? be the jerk that pimps out their friend. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, and and I saw that and I loved it. It was it was just beautiful and I loved it. But there was like. One more little note about that scene, because it, it's not just what Michael says when he says love. It's how he says it. It's his tone. I thought, now, we've seen, the Michael we've seen is, is you know, very emotionless, measured, arrogant, um, powerful. And why, what would he think of that relationship he certainly understands brothers but his brothers are all you know difficult power hungry crazy lucifer whatever but so he gets brothers but he sees but but he knows sam and and dean and he could have had any tone of voice with that he could have sneered at dean doing this this act and saying yes to him and like Boy, boy, was he wrong, or I'm glad, but boy, what a mistake he made. He could have sneered at him. He could have been angry. He could have had any tone, but this, but his voice is just, he's like, love. It's beautiful and quiet, and he just well, sort of acknowledges I, their love and relationship, and, and I love it. Are you going to disagree? I think for <laughs> Michael, for Michael, it's very similar to his conversation with the vampire, where you know, Dean and Sam's love it's for each pure. other, that, that familial bond that, that I will do anything because you are the most important person in existence for me. I guess I have a job to do to save the world, but you're number one, you're stone one, you know, that's the, that's the theme. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so clean and pure and mm-hmm. it's what they each want when you get down to brass tacks. Yeah. What do you that, want? Well, I think Sam there's part of Dean. Michael that has to respect that. That mm-hmm. you know, if you, yeah. If something happens, if you something happens to Sam and you ask Dean, "What do you want?" He's going to say, "Sam." If you something happens to Dean mm-hmm. and you ask Sam, "What do you want?" Mm-hmm. He's going to say, "Dean." 
They're not yeah. going to say well, world it peace it because they had the chance at world peace. And oh, I yeah. think that, well, that there's got to be part of Michael that fully other. respects how, how, like he said to the vampire, how clean and pure that is. Yeah. And I just love that it wasn't just what he said, because we all know that that's it. That's the truth. That's the point of everything. That's it. That's the show. For Sam, it's, that's it. That's the show. It's, it's the way he said it. Like you said, we've had such a different tone from him earlier. And you said it was so pure and clean. And I think he was even a little bit in awe of it. I just loved the tone that the choices Jensen made in that, in that scene. I just, I just love it. So to speak. Anyway, oh, finally I got to talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I, I, I had that in my notes and I can't believe, like, I can't believe that I skipped over it. Because that was the moment. I wasn't even watching the show live. I just saw everybody talking about it. And I was like, okay. This, yeah. this, all right. Also, I can't believe we, like, took this long to talk about it. because, And we spent, like, what, 45 minutes on cast. Because, you know, and I think it's easier. Or it's just, you know, when you like, it's like you said, when you like something and everyone's like, yes, I like that. Then it's like, okay, good. Uh-huh. We all liked it. Excellent. But when it's something right. that's infuriating, you're like, let me let me mm-hmm. just rip into this for the next twenty odd minutes mm-hmm. until someone shuts well, me up. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. also, um, um, we've got just about three minutes left live on the air, and we think we it uh, usually Blog Talk Radio will continue recording even after we aren't live anymore, but we're not sure that's going to happen. So. Maybe we should try and wrap up, and then if it keeps recording, great. But if it doesn't, at least we've, like, you know, had a send-off. We can go ahead and you. call it a night. I know it's, you guys are – it's pushing midnight for you guys. So I'm two hours behind you, I, mm-hmm. but I know it's pushing midnight for you, mm-hmm. you East, East Coasters. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, Australia I'm tomorrow, good, so I'm whatever. Good closing it. I'm good at closing it because yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, if if you're, yeah, if you're in yeah, Australia tomorrow, anyways, I've been up since six thirty. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, so, but and and that's a nice way to finish. That's a nice way to finish that beautiful scene. Yeah, so is there ending. any like that's a better ending than me raging about Cass at the end? Let's talk about the brothers' love because that's what yes. that's what I'm here for. Love. That's, Why that's would my you say yes? Right there. Love. Is there any like business we need to do, Becky? Anything like you want to? you know, that we need to mention, we like have, the auctions or... We, um, well, um, the, our auctions are over except for our crap ton of wonderful Mark Pellegrino autograph photos. We have three <laughs> on eBay right now. Um, our eBay name is Winchester Bros. Com. So just check it out. Um, they're Buy It Now auctions. Buy It Now for nineteen ninety nine. Free shipping, you get a Mark Pellegrino autograph. So check them out. We have three different, three different um, photos, and once those are sold, we'll put up some more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, anything else? We're we're glad to be back. I I think this was just a great podcast. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Everyone did. Yeah, and hope everybody listening enjoyed it. Um, we are uh, Winchester Bros on Twitter and Facebook, and of course our website WinchesterBros.com. 
got all the news there for show. Totally up to date, of course, the quickest probably on Twitter and then Facebook after that. Um, we'll be back next week, episode two. And is that it? Shall we say goodnight? Let the boys know. Let okay, the boys thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay. Good night, everyone. We'll let the boys. We'll let the boys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.